Listen to discover the all-encompassing process our guest has taken to get to 25 million in sales in just six years, including becoming a climate-neutral business. It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, thank you for joining in. It's great to have you here listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. In today's episode, I'm catching up with a super clever business owner and creative director of an inspiring D2C brand who have really, I think, kind of taken everything to the max. They have amazing product creation and innovation credentials. They're doing some really cool marketing, uh, really clever stuff. They've changed, they've recently just changed how they're structuring their team. And we're going to talk about that. And last year they achieved a climate neutral status. They're working towards B Corps. There's quite a bit on sustainability in here too. I learned a lot listening to or chatting with today's guest. I hope I'm sure you will too. Before we meet them though, please do check out our sponsors. Getting an online business off the ground is not easy. So if you find yourself working late, tackling a to-do list that's a mile long with your fifth cup of coffee by your side, remember, great email doesn't have to be complicated. That's what Clavio is for. It's the email and SMS platform built to help e-commerce brands earn more money by creating genuine customer relationships. Once you set up a free Clavio account, you can start sending beautiful branded messages in minutes, thanks to drag and drop design templates and built-in guidance. And with e-commerce specific recommendations and insights, you can keep growing your business as you go. Get started with a free account at clavio.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. And now to introduce today's special guest. Oliver Moma is the creative director at Extra Wallets. Oliver's recently been named as one of Forbes 30 under 30, and he's taken Extra from crowdfunding in 2016 to over $25 million in sales. Throughout that time, sustainability has been a big part of their mission. In 2021, they became climate neutral, which is seriously impressive, and they are working on that again in 2022. Hello, Oliver. Hello. Thanks for having me. It's brilliant to have you here. Um, I often hear people say that you can't both grow and be sustainable, but um, quite clearly your business is proving otherwise. And I'm sure we'll get into all that very shortly. But before we do, how did you end up getting into e-commerce yourself? Uh, for me, e-commerce was, I think, something I dove into about seven, eight years ago. I was 22 at the time. I just wrapped up my first year of uni and I was doing an internship in Hong Kong. Before that, I actually met my soon-to-be co-founder, Rick. Uh, we were brainstorming about ideas um, before I left and we'd always had, we had this itch to really start setting up ourselves. And uh, we tried this together first uh, in our first year of uni. We tried to uh, bring different delicacies from certain countries to others with our first business called Delhi Scout. It was a, an interesting adventure for us because we, we were very inexperienced and we 
we just entered this incubator competition and actually won the second prize uh, without any experience at the time. So that was a lot of fun and a good stepping stone. Uh, but after that, uh, I was in Hong Kong and I realized that people were paying with their phones. And this is something that did not exist in Europe at the time. So for me, this was eye-opening and I, I was wondering, so where, where is this going to go for the rest of the world? And the way people carry their items is changing so much and so quickly. So that's what kickstarted uh, our initial idea of building Exter. So yeah, from there on, we went on doing, uh, doing some market research. We looked at the wallet industry and realized that there was a lot of businesses and, and there was actually a big wallet fetish on Kickstarter. Many people that loved wallets and were launching campaigns. But in our opinion, all the wallets on Kickstarter were still quite crap. So we decided to do it ourselves and, and do it better. And from there on, yeah, so the first year we, we raised our first million on Kickstarter and built out the business. So the, your very first Kickstarter was for a million pounds, a million euros even? In the first year, yes. That's a big number to go for in, on day one. Yeah, it, was, it, w- it wasn't what we went for. We actually went for a 45-day campaign and our initial goal was, I think, about 15,000 and we just completely shot over it and it went completely viral. Well, you, you, you clearly had, um, had correctly understood that the rest of the wallets on Kickstarter weren't that good, but it, that there was clearly an untapped opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Um, so now tell us a little bit about the business as it is right now. So where in the world are you and where are you selling to? So our headquarters are in Amsterdam. Uh, that's where I'm based with the, the majority of the team. But we're actually mostly selling to the US. I would say, yeah, 90%. And how do you find that being in one country but selling primarily in another? Is that, Do you find cultural issues or, or ch- other challenges? Not really. I mean, we, we're, we're both from families that have grown up abroad, so we never really lived in one space for longer than five years. I, yeah, I, I don't see it as an issue because everything's online. It's an e-commerce business. If anything, the U.S. is a, a better market to sell to. It's, it's bigger. There's more opportunity to scale online, in our opinion, than you know, splitting it across different countries in Europe with different cultures. There are an awful lot of people over there, aren't there? Definitely. You can do an awful lot of scaling before you have to start worrying about different currency, different customs, different um, duties, different currency. Yeah. Exactly. Makes a lot of sense. And um, tell us a bit about the products. We've kind of alluded to it, but we haven't explained it in detail. So so what, what does your product look like now? So we, we mainly make smart wallets and accessories that save you time. The flagship product is a trackable wallet, so a wallet you can't lose. Uh, and that's how we launched the business in the first place. We wanted to look into the main pain points of your everyday carry items uh, and see how we could solve, solve those. And the trackable wallet did not exist. So uh, strangely enough, no one had ever thought of launching it or no one did it successfully. So we were the first ones to do so. Which is kind of quite mad considering how obsessed many people are with being able to track their phone. Exactly. I guess we were, we were at the, the right place at the right time because this was, you know, seven years ago, six years ago. So people, the, the tracking technology wasn't as advanced as it is now. But from this trackable wallet, we were able to really expand our product categories to, you know, bags, 
other types of cases, anything you carry with you on a daily basis. Nice. And uh, what platform are you selling via? Mostly on Shopify, our own web shop. Um, and I would say our second biggest is Amazon and then some online retailers. And um, what does the team look like? You mentioned most of you are based in Amsterdam. Is there? Do you outsource anything? Do you do everything in-house? Where, where else are your team? So we recently brought almost everything in-house. We just noticed that this really helps uh, speed up communication. It's just more efficient. It's a lot more fun to have a team that, you know, enjoys work together and starts building something together and, and looking for the long-term vision together. So, uh, and that you don't have that as much with freelancers. Uh, so right now we're, we have about 50 people, 50 FTEs. I would say 16 of them are in Amsterdam and the rest of them are spread across 10 other different countries. Uh, and the crazy part is that we actually have over 12 nationalities in the team. So it's, it's really diverse. Wow, that's amazing. And, and when you said you've brought everything in-house, that does that include production and manufacturing or is it everything but the manufacturing side? Parts of the manufacturing are in-house. We have our own uh, sections in factories with you know our own employees and uh, we have product managers that are in-house, uh, but not the entire process, obviously. Cool. And with that awesome team and yourself as the creative director, you must you must have quite a lot going on right now at Exeter. So what for you is the most awesome thing at the moment? So in terms of business, I would say our diverse team is the most awesome thing uh, we could have ever wished for. But if, if we're looking at the brand and the products, it would definitely be our innovative edge. We never launch any products uh, that's the same as anything that's out there on the market. So most companies look at what's trending and they try to launch something quickly to, to ride out that trend. We usually innovate and add things to the product that don't exist yet. So whether it's tech or smart organizational features, it always needs to have an edge uh, on the competition. I always find it amazing a company that can keep coming up with something which is new because you know, I've oft, often people say to me, Chloe, do you have your own e-commerce brand? I'm like, no, I've never, I've never had one because I can never come up with an idea of something that the market actually needs, which <laughs> clear, clearly just, just shows different people have different skill sets. So for anyone out there who's like, I need to come up with a product idea. Have you got any tips for finding good product ideas without obviously sharing the secret sauce? I mean, for us, a lot of it is really just instinct and brainstorming. So we, we have this synergy in the team where we all understand the design language of Exa, the way something should look. And we all know that just creating a basic product is not going to cut it. So what we do is we look at trends. We have trend forecasts. Uh, we look at which search terms are trending most. And we try to um, implement our own technologies, things that we've patented into these products. Uh, but on top of that, we're also just looking at how would we use this product and what are we missing personally? How can we improve it for ourselves? Nice. Lots of ideas there for anyone who's struggling at the minute. And 
clearly, as I said earlier, you've you've experienced some brilliant growth, which is that initial crowdfunding shows is got to be partly down to you you being so good at identifying the right products. But would you say that's been the core to the growth of the business or, or has there been particular marketing you've done or has it been down to the diverse team or the story behind the brand? What would you say is the the key reason you've been able to grow at the pace you've grown? I would say innovation uh, is what kickstarted our initial growth. So the reason that we were the first to do this put us on the map and helped us put such a successful Kickstarter campaign out there in the first place, uh, which is why we exist today. But from there on, our probably our biggest strength is our openness to consultants and to advisors. We are always open to learn. We're always really trying to get new knowledge from outside uh, people to help improve the operations of our own team. So we have coaches for our employees. We allow everyone to choose courses for themselves to, to always be learning. And us too, we, we all have coaches. We try to stay you know, on the front of every marketing or every initiative that we are. We always try to stay at the, the newest news that's out there. So I have to ask, given you say you're, you know, you're staying at the front front end of all of this and you're the creative director, is there is there a marketing method you are particularly excited about in 2022? So with recent uh, developments in the performance marketing industry, we've we've all seen the, the Facebook uh, or the iOS update, which has brought a lot of companies issues in scaling their Facebook ads. And I guess the, the biggest issue we're running into these days is attribution. So if you'd ask me, I think number one is get your attribution right so that you can scale your biggest channel, which in most D2C cases is performance marketing. And to really scale this, the, the secret nugget that we've found is testing more creatives. Testing more creatives sounds simple, but it's definitely the key to scaling your performance marketing channel because... There's only one way to find more winners. That's testing more creatives. And the way to make more creatives is hiring more people in your creative department. It sounds super simple, but it's what really brought us to the next level. So I think that's that's definitely just the backbone of everything. But for us this year, some new things that we're going to be trying are TV ads. Just shot our new commercial, which is super exciting. And besides that, I think diving into new product categories, which will expand our product line. That's uh, those are the two new ones that we're going to be trying this year. Excellent! So make exciting new developments there, and I, I personally love the fact that you said about how in the performance marketing arena, it's about getting the creative right, and I think that's one of the big things I, I know I've been banging on about all year is that if you want to succeed on those platforms this year, with all the noise levels, the degradation of the algorithm, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, you've got to get that creative, the message, et cetera, spot on. And um, I think it it makes an awful lot of sense that you are seeing that approach working for you. Now, we can't not mention the work you as a company are doing to, to be a sustainable business, to reach that kind of climate neutral position. Why did you choose to bring that into being part of the business? I mean, I realize that's quite a huge question, but I know a lot of brands are now thinking, should we should we go down the sustainability route? How do we do it, et cetera? So what led you guys to, to make it such a core part of the business? This is actually something that started from the very beginning. So 
when we launched Exter, we had the option to work with any factory we could. You know, we, we got the money from Kickstarter and our goal was to find the most experienced, but also most sustainable factories that we could work with for the long run, because we heard from many advisors and other brands that hopping factories is going to slow you down majorly. So it really started at the bottom where, uh, you know, at the very beginning of the supply chain where you're producing the products, if those factories are already sustainable and are already uh, adhering to all the rules and even trying to improve their processes to become more sustainable, that will save half of the effort. After that, after that, um, for us, you know, and our team, it's just super important to make this a core part of your vision. It's going to help you in the long run. Uh, there's no way around it. Every business should be thinking about this right now. Uh, and I think, yeah, just starting with it from the very beginning helped a lot. And you've now decided as a business to become a B Corp. Um, what led to that decision? Because you know, clearly you're doing very well in this. So why did you feel you also needed the B Corp status? B Corp is not only, a, I guess, a status for your brand, but I think mostly a means to, to improve the culture at your company, but also the working environment for everyone, everyone at your company. So not only does it, you know, focus on all the sustainability parts, that's something we were already doing, but it also looks at all the social impact parts within your brand. And I think it's super important that everyone who works at a company can enjoy their job and do so within all those guidelines by B Corp. And it really teaches you a lot about getting everything on paper, getting all the processes right. Uh, it really helps you structure your business a lot. So it's, it's, a, it's a useful tool in the end. So the journey is as important as the destination on that one. Precisely. And something which, again, I bang on a lot about here on this podcast is, because it's something I'm still trying to, trying to fully get my head around, is where the, the story, the news, the fact that you are climate neutral or you are a B Corp or you're making these these sustainable decisions in the in the business we know where does that fit in terms of the marketing and the and the customer journey because we know consumers want to do better but it strikes me as it's not it's not necessarily a usp that's going to convince them to buy in the first instance it's more something which secures the purchase and binds them to the brand later on where do you put that messaging within the business is it purely on the sustainability page does it feature in the marketing? How do you approach um, getting it in front of the customer? So we are still in the process of becoming a B Corp. So we don't advertise with that yet. We do talk about the process of working towards it. And that we do through a few different channels. So we have obviously our sustainability page. We have our blogs and we have our retention channels like email and SMS. So mostly through those, because those are the people that are most engaged with the brand some of it we do on social media as well, but we haven't actively run ads uh, about this because we're obviously not that status yet. We're working towards it. Next to that, we do have a lot of different materials that we use that are sustainable. So in our products, we, uh, we use recycled leathers. We use recycled other materials, different ways of creating leather that saves a lot of water. So that we definitely use in our ads, in our, on our product pages, uh, throughout our entire marketing uh, strategy. It's as it would be with any other part of the, you know, when you go, what message are we going to put in this ad? 
the sustainable points are there as much as any other point to decide that then let's see what the customer responds to. Exactly. Yep. Excellent. And um, what's what's coming up now or what's on your, your to-do list for the rest of the year? What's got you excited for the rest of 2022? So if I would look at my to-do list now, I would say we're really in the in the phase that we need to look at our company's operating system. We've hired so many people over the past few months that our own jobs have changed a lot and we can't really be doing the everyday tasks so much anymore. So I would say number one is working with leadership coaches uh, to help us restructure this team, uh, to make sure that everyone's happy in their position and everyone's getting the attention they deserve. After that, working on our own leadership skills and being able to manage this, this you know, continuously growing team. In terms of uh, e-commerce, I would say we're launching our Shopify 2.0 website. Uh, it's going to be a complete redesign, which is super exciting, faster loading speeds, so hopefully higher conversion rate uh, and a bunch of cool new features. We have a few cool shoots for new product launches that are in completely new categories. So those I cannot disclose yet, but they're going to be different than anything, anything you've seen before. So it's a big launch for us. Uh, so prepping that campaign is very big uh, for me as well. And then lastly, I would say TV ads are a, a nice trial for us this year. So we just did a first direct mail campaign and next up is our TV ad campaigns. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. The subscription market is predicted to grow to nearly $500 billion by 2025. Recharge is the leading subscription management solution helping e-commerce merchants of all sizes launch and scale their subscription offerings. Recharge powers the growth for over 15,000 subscription merchants, turning one-time transactions into long-term customer relationships. Whether you're a direct-to-consumer business or an omnichannel brand, subscriptions strengthen your brand's relationship with your customers and make it easy for consumers to make repeat purchases, bringing you predictable revenue, increased customer loyalty and higher average order values. Turn transactions into relationships and experience seamless subscription commerce with Recharge. You can get started today with the subscription payment solution trusted by over 50 million subscribers worldwide by heading over to rechargepayments.com forward slash masterplan. I want to tell you about Awesome, spelt O-S-O-M-E. They are the experts in organising your e-commerce business accounts so you don't have to worry about filing company reports or paying taxes on time. Awesome accountants take care of all your finance admin and are on hand to answer your questions. It's really easy to link your online store, bank accounts and payment systems to the Awesome app, which then keeps track of your spending, profits and financial performance in real time, giving you peace of mind and saving you time too. Plus, using the Awesome system will save your business thousands of pounds every year. To get a demo and find out how much time and money Awesome could save you, go to ecmp.info forward slash awesome, fill in your details and hit the let's go button. Make sure you use the link ecmp.info forward slash awesome, that's O-S-O-M-E, as it will automatically add a coupon to save you £110. 
It's time for the Top Tips Round. Okay, Oliver, I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So are you ready for the top tips? Let's do it. Okay, the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? There's only one book I can think of uh, that's my by far my favorite, which is The Great CEO Within by Matt Mockery. It's, uh, it's, it's a great tool which helps you scale your business more efficient, efficiently. So it has a lot of um, business operating tools. It helps you implement you know, a system of accountability, effective problem solving, and transparent feedback. Uh, but it's, it's definitely the most interesting book I've ever read about leadership. That's definitely a top tip then, because I'm, I'm guessing you've read quite a few books on leadership, given your focus on, on training and team. Exactly. Okay. The traffic top tip then, which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? I'm going to go with the doesn't get the press it deserves, which is for us still YouTube creators. So we've had so many amazing creators on YouTube that usually the guys that really love our product are the ones that do really well for us. And if they love it so much, they go the extra mile to present it in an amazing way in their videos. And this in the end will bring you years worth of value for a very affordable price. So the ROI is amazing. You build a great relationship with these creators and it's recurring revenue. It was here so much about Instagram influencers and TikTok creators, but no one ever seems to seems to rave about YouTube ones. It's quite bizarre. Yeah, I don't understand why, but it's, it's the most trackable social channel out there yeah mad um okay the tool top tip maybe a collaboration tool a social media plugin a phone app or just a way of working is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day i would say a tool that we've recently implemented and has already brought us uh, great incremental revenue is id me uh, it's a shopify app that allows you to verify automatically group discounts. So for vets, government employees, students, etc., verifies their identity. And it's a really easy win to increase your conversion rate because these people can just automatically add a small discount to their order and it boosts the conversion rate. And for us, it's, it's worked really well so far. Nice. And those are often untapped audiences, weirdly. Exactly. I find brands like they just forget about students, armed forces, et cetera. And it could be a really lucrative way of growing some sales. And, and the reason it's incremental is because they also push you on their own channels. So they have their own newsletters and brings, brings new people to your website. Yeah. And I had no idea there was an app for that. So that's um, definitely a top tip. Uh, okay. The growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them? I already mentioned this briefly, but I would say number one is test more creatives. For us, the backbone of the growth has always been scaling our creative testing. The more creatives you test, the more data you have to find winners that are going to bring you to the next level. Uh, Again, it's boring old performance marketing, but it's definitely the one that has the most impact. And then I would say in addition to that, bring it all in-house because it's going to help you scale more and, and test more. Excellent advice. As I 
was going to totally expect after the interesting chat we've been having today, Oliver. Um, before we say goodbye, could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media, please? Definitely. So um, if you go to extra.com or extra wallets on all social media channels, Instagram, TikTok, you name them. And guys, if you're doing that, we are spelling Exter, E-K-S-T-E-R. So E-K-S-T-E-R to go and uh, check out everything we've been talking about. Um, Oliver, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It has been fascinating chatting with you. And I know you've given our audience a lot of interesting things to think about. So thank you so much for sparing the time. Appreciate so much. Um, I also want to offer your listeners a quick discount code for if they're interested. It'll be the code masterplan, as you guys uh, suggested. But uh, thank you so much for your time and uh, appreciate it. Excellent. And thank you very much for the uh, for the discount. I'm sure the audience will love that one too. So, um, so thanks, Oliver. Thank you. So a whole ton of fascinating factors there from Oliver. I, I guess for me, what what is really, really clear in there is how, how important it is to really align the core structure of your business with what you're trying to achieve. Their growth has come from the product innovation that they do and the product that they put out there. It's come from having the right team and investing in training that team and giving the team the tools they need to do a great job. It's also come from constant testing and innovation to find the right marketing methods. Really interesting insight across all of that. Um, I really enjoyed chatting with Oliver there. He's clearly someone who really knows, knows his stuff. To get your hands on our notes about today's show, including the top tips and the links to the various things we mentioned, head over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast or use our new special direct episode links. Just use ecmp.info forward slash episode number and you'll go straight to the right page on the website. Once you get to the website, you can... Of course, also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the many other things I share to help you improve your business. And if you liked this episode, then I would suggest having a listen to a recent set of podcasts we put out on our sister podcast, Keep Optimizing, where we were exploring all the ways you can go about improving your creative performance on Facebook ads in particular. So um, if you go to the Keep Optimizing website, just search Keep Optimizing, you'll find us. You will find um, several episodes we did with different Facebook ad experts on how to up your creative game this year ready for Q4. Thank you so much for tuning into this and every episode that you do of the e-commerce master plan podcast. I bring you a new one of these interviews every single week because I'm trying to inspire and help e-commerce business owners like you to succeed and thrive with your businesses, including progressing along that all important path to net zero, just like Oliver and his team are doing at Exeter. So if you know someone this show can help, please, please, please tell them to listen to the e-commerce master plan podcast. I hope you have an excellent week and do not forget to keep optimizing. 
Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast. If you're marketing an e-commerce brand, you already know that data changes everything. More data means more power. And if your email or SMS tools can't handle all that data, they're probably holding you back. That's where Clavio comes in. Its top-notch personalization and segmentation help you send the right message at the right time, guided by unlimited real-time data from your online store and tech stack. Request a demo at klaviyo.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan.